When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the fountain of truth, the fountain of truth about aging. And here is one truth. We're sitting too much. It's as simple as that. Go to adrianberg.com and you will see an article on one of my blogs, Aging for Beginners, about how being sedentary takes more years off your life than smoking and many of the other things that you're trying so hard to stop. So instead of stop doing things, start doing things. Get up, start moving, and walking. Now, it's not so easy. Believe me, I know. And that's why we have an expert here, somebody who's going to guide you through something so simple that will save your life. And that is putting one foot in front of the other, called walking. Her name is Risa Olinsky. She brought me from somebody who was really what I would call a cardiac cripple, somebody who could not move and was even having palpitations and arrhythmias because of it, to somebody who I must say at age 74 is pretty damn fit. In fact, I did one of those stress tests and the doctor said, oh, I guess you were an athlete when you were younger. No, I wasn't. I was a couch potato when I was younger. It proves that you can, at any age, make yourself healthier and even reverse your aging. So Risa Olinsky, who is a certified wellness coach, she's a personal trainer, she's the author of Why Walk, a very inspirational book on walking, and she's also the president of an important organization that you need to know about called freewalkers.org. So, Risa, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm thrilled to be here, Adrian. Thank you. Well, let's start with something that you try so hard to explain to people, and that is, what are the obstacles? Why aren't people walking? And then we'll talk about how to overcome some of those obstacles. Well, there are are many times in people's lives where they say they want to start exercising or doing something, and there's so much information out there between the web, Facebook, and all of social media, that people get, they get excited. And sometimes they start, and what often happens is they start to do too much too fast. And then they become discouraged. So that's one obstacle. Another obstacle is, do I do this by myself? Do I have friends to go with? Where do I go? How much? What kind of clothing or shoes do I wear? And when I work with somebody, I like to take all those obstacles away and say it's as simple as lacing up your shoes, whatever you're comfortable in. And if you're starting from the beginning, go out, however you might time yourself, be it a a fancy gadget, it doesn't have to be, or you just want to say, I'm going to walk for three blocks. Just get out there and do it. Just doing it, you know, is, a, is really the answer, and it's so simple. But the first moment of motivation, of getting up and going, that's the key. And it's very important if you have other people walking with you. This peer group really gets you up. So let's talk a little bit about free walkers. We're going to talk a lot about it throughout, throughout the show, but introduce us to this wonderful organization where people motivate each other, not in a competitive way but walk together. So let's hear about freewalkers.org. 
Free Walkers was founded by a gentleman uh, named Paul Kizek, who lives in New Jersey, and he had the vision that people could walk long distances. Now, to walk a long distance, you, of course, have to start with a short distance. We don't just jump in and walk 10, 15, 20, 30 miles in a day. That would be unrealistic, as you know, because you've done it. But you have to start. You have to start somewhere. So Free Walkers was founded to get people up and moving and eventually walk long distances. What we do, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are run by all volunteers of all ages. I will say the most of us are 50 plus. We have a few youngsters, but most of us are older. Uh, Myself, I'm 67. And when I started with Free Walkers, I could I could walk 10 miles, I could, eight or 10 miles by myself. But past that, it was pretty challenging, not because I wasn't physically capable, but mentally, there's this this block or this thing that goes on. I mean, it's not that exciting. It gets a little boring when you're all by yourself and you're walking. So walking with other people even if it's two miles, is incredibly motivating. So Paul got this group together. He created an organization which a few years later we incorporated as a nonprofit. And now we have close to 2,000 or more people on our email list from all over the world, primarily East Coast, but they do come from all over, like yourself now. And we walk Anywhere from five miles to 50 miles in one day. Now, when I say 50 miles in one day, and I've done as much as 32, or some 34, depending on path, uh, which is amazing to me. I have everybody uh, must know that when I started on the treadmill, I was able to do 3.4 minutes. 3.4 minutes. That's getting on the treadmill and getting off the treadmill without getting palpitations. I owned a farm, and I never saw it. I had 80 acres in New Jersey. I couldn't walk it. couldn't even get halfway down uh, Mm -hmm. to the pond, which was so beautiful. So I have to tell you that I was a mess. And I have done the 34, and I'm planning to do it again. Now, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the great activities at freewalkers.org. But the most important thing to do is just go on the website. Just go on freewalkers.org. And it really is free. Now, mm-hmm. the thing that we want to talk about here, uh, and this is my little tease, I have many friends younger than me, and they don't walk. Now, when I say younger, I'm talking about in their 60s. And I had this experience recently the other day. Uh, I wanted to uh, introduce friends to a river cruise that I was going on in March. I'll introduce everybody to that when the time comes. But they said, oh, they can't go. Why not? Too much walking during the guided tours. Now, these are people in their 60s. They have no physical problems. People are afraid of walking after they get to be a certain age. And it is shocking to me. When we come back, we're going to talk about that fear of doing too much. And I think it's because of ages and people tell them they're too old to go on a 10-mile or a 12-mile or even a 10 don't you guys go anywhere because Risa Olinsky is the author of Why Walk? And she's going to tell you why. Don't go anywhere. Full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit. 
appropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit. Cause I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth, the Fountain of Truth about aging. Two really important messages for you, a little bit of housekeeping. Number one, I am delighted that we are now on iHeartRadio. So if you're listening on one of the other disseminators, keep doing that. But if you're listening on my website, on the archives of my website, and you are a fan of iHeartRadio, simply listen to Generation Bold on iHeartRadio. And from wherever you're listening, send us a great comment or follow us, particularly on Apple Podcasts. It is so important to get a review. And I thank you so much for your honest reviews. Second of all, we have just been picked up by the National Association of Baby Boomer Women. That's the National Association of Baby Boomer Women. And you can hear us on Baby Boomer Women as well. We'll be doing a lot of work with them and bringing you a lot of important information for your lifestyle and for the fabulous decades ahead. All right. So we're going back to our current guest, who's Risa Olinsky. She's a certified fitness coach. She is a personal trainer. She is the person, very personally, who saved my life. At age 48, I wasn't even able to walk after my toddler because I gave birth at age 44. And now I have to say... I'll say poo, poo, poo in honor of my mother, uh, who doesn't like, you know, to give everybody the evil eye when you say something good about yourself. I just took a biomarker test, and at age 74, I uh, biomark at age 69. And I know exactly what to do to, for next year, be only 67. So I'm doing my best to, like Benjamin Button, age backwards, and I will tell you that 50% of the cause of that is walking. And that's what I want to promote, and I want you to know about it. Freewalkers.org. Uh, we have Risa Olinsky, who's the president of that. Please go look at that and pick up a copy of her book, Why Walk. So, Risa, you were motivated, you were motivated to, to, to write that book because people don't walk. Some mm -hmm. of them, we'll talk about this later, are actually afraid. They think it's not good for them. Uh, but it is. So tell us a little bit about Why Walk and the inspiration people find in your book, which is available on Amazon. Thanks, Adrian. Um, yes, I, I wrote Why Walk many, many years ago. I wrote the words. I, having been a personal trainer for 40 years, I experienced a lot of excuses that people had, um, a lot of obstacles. And then when I became a health and wellness coach in 2005, I learned that to get someone past their obstacles, you don't just want to tell them what to do. You want to dig a little deeper and you want to ask why and what is it that's holding you back. And as you just said, sometimes it's fear. Sometimes they think they're too overweight. They have joint issues that, you know, there's pain, which I know personally because I deal with it as well. Um, so you have to take those obstacles one at a time. A big one is I just don't know how to get started. So what I suggest to people is, as I said in my book, I say, think about the things. What are your key factors to motivation? And, and sometimes they're 
they go beyond health. They go beyond cardiac conditions. They go beyond, I want to lose weight. I think to myself, and I ask people, what would you feel like after you've walked? Go out, walk a half a mile, walk a mile, call a friend. These are the pages in my book. Call up a friend that you haven't spoken to in a long time or email them. Set a date, a friend that might have moved out of town and set a date where um, something's safe. Go to a safe place. That's very, very important if you're going to be talking on the phone or with earbuds or, or some kind of you know apparatus that you want to walk with. Uh, make sure there's no traffic, no crosswalks. Go to a track. Maybe just go to your local school track and walk and talk with a friend. Or call someone up and say, hey, I want to go out. I want to take a walk. Would you come with me? I like to recommend to business people walking meetings. Instead of sitting down at a desk or, well, these days we're all on Zoom, um, but it's actually fairly safe, even with, with our uh, pandemic and with our viruses. It's relatively safe to go outside. So if you live somewhere where you can meet with somebody and you can walk outside, you've got two benefits right there. You're getting exercise. You're having a conversation. Um, I also have another tool that I've been working with lately, which is on my phone, I have reminders. So... It's nice if you set yourself a reminder and and a time set. So if you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like going out, but you set yourself a reminder, it's like you get a little ding. Hey, are you going out? Because you set yourself that reminder. So I'm going to, if we have time, I'm going to just read one or two pages, very short things from from my book. And um, on page, go ahead. Is very inspirational, but I do have to say here, yeah. uh, because I have to say this in praise of free walkers. So I moved cross country, and when I moved cross country, I lost my group, and my group was so important to me because they did everything that you just heard Risa say. They motivated me. It was a time that I had to get up at seven o'clock in the morning or six thirty to meet with them because it was wonderful, long distance, beautiful walks, and I was eventually able to do it, uh, and so on. And now I lost it all. But because of free walkers, I am now walking with Charles. You know Charles, Risa. Yep, uh, yep, our buddy. Twice, twice next week on the telephone. So he will actually be in the great state of Pennsylvania. I'm going to be in the great state of California. And this is what you can do. Now, if you're lucky enough to have somebody right near you that you can walk with, terrific. But the second thing I wanted to mention was going to the school track. Nobody ever thinks of that. They think they need some elaborate thing or they don't want to go uh, walking in, in an urban area because of the traffic or they don't want to go in a, another excuse is I don't want to go in a rural area because mm-hmm. it's scary to walk alone. All kinds of reasons you can't do it, right? But because it's very hilly and very hot where I am right now, one of the things I've discovered through Reese's hints and tips is go to a school track. It's flat. You know exactly how much you're, if you're competitive like me, you know how, much, <laughs> how, competitive, mm-hmm. how long it's going to take you. And uh, you can really make a measure for yourself. So I love making it into a ritual. These are important things. They may seem small to you, but walking on a regular basis is very big to your health, to your longevity, and your happiness. So a lot of the people who were interviewed by Risa in her book, Why Walk, which is on Amazon, 
uh, really are inspirational. So shoot, Risa, give us some of that inspiration. Great. Thank you. Well, one page, and again, these come, they're not specific people. There are no names. They're very anonymous. But I'll say this. I have a quote. I walk to take deep breaths. It helps me manage the anxiety I live with. Walking gives me a sense of peace in a fast-paced and stressful world. Now, who can't relate to that one? (laughs) What else? (laughs) That's what I was thinking about because... We really live, we live by our electronics. So if you're going to walk and you don't need your phone, you want to have it with you for backup, put it in your pocket, put it in your pouch, and just go out and take a walk. Another one here is, I walk on weekends. I have a sedentary job with long hours during the week. And though it's just two days, it's better than nothing, right? Right. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah. They have to be perfect. It's, they have to have this regimen, this ritual of this daily activity. And then when they break it and they go to, on a vacation like I do, it's all over. The most wonderful thing about uh, free workers or working with or reading the book is that you can take that break. You can give yourself permission mm-hmm. to, uh, and then go right back on the horse. This is an important one. I like to say that walking like anything else or setting a routine can become a habit. One of my favorite books is Charles Duhigg, who wrote um, The Habit. or um, forgot the total name. I mean, excuse me, I forget the total name. But he talks about habits. So I wrote this. My daily two-mile walk is like brushing my teeth, a habit. I lay out my clothes the night before, get up, get dressed, and head out the door without thinking twice. We create routines for ourselves. And the toughest thing We know psychologically in motivational work is that, like you said, Adrian, it's that first and second step. But with walking and with being outside, once you start, if you don't do it, you might just miss it. You might feel like, oh, I missed a day. I want to get outside. Um, So that's a really valuable thing. Well, what happens is the endorphins kick in. And you begin to love it. The other thing that does happen that's different on a shorter walk is you begin to learn to meditate while you're walking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you will, I call it waking up. I'll be walking and I'll all of a sudden realize I just did six miles. And uh, and it's terrific. Not it that is. you're unconscious or it's unsafe, but you really do get your mindset beautiful. So what I want to conclude here is this. Mm-hmm. Once you've done that once or twice... It's a little bit like a bicycle or swimming. It becomes part of you. You can always go in and do it. So now, because it's hot, if I only do two miles, I find myself very meditative right away. I find myself taking my stride right away. I find myself coming up with good ideas for my business and for you, for you guys to talk mm-hmm. to you about right away because it's already part of me. So the, it's very difficult to list all of the benefits of walking, but it's way beyond the health. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk to Teresa about something very exciting that she is perpetuating, and that is called the Kennedy Walk. And this is something that people do from all around the world. So don't you guys go anywhere. You're going to really enjoy hearing about it, but maybe you'll even participate in it. We'll be right back. All of it, but that doesn't bother me. Not even a bit, cause I am happy, and I freely admit, I'm inappropriate for my age, da-da-da-da, da da 
think that I'm full of it. But that doesn't bother me, not even a bit. Cause I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth, the Fountain of Truth about aging. Uh, more housekeeping. I have just come back from the Modern Elder Academy, and I did that in June. That was in the um, uh, beautiful Baja area near Todos Los Santos. If any of you go partying in Cabo, uh, this particular beach is not too far from there. And I uh, participated for one week in a terrific internal adventure. Externally, I also did a little surfing, which is amazing because I can't <laughs> swim. But it, it teaches you at uh, the Modern Elder Academy the great clarity of what you may want to do next in life. And it's very important. And I was surprised. There were people there age 33, and there were people there in their 50s, 60s, and I was the oldest. But I was told that the week before, somebody was 80, so I can't break too much. Uh, the fact is that it makes a great difference in your life. And I just had the privilege of having one of my articles published uh, in Wisdom Well, which is Chip Conley's, who is the founder of Modern Elder Academy, weekly free newsletter. And it's called Wisdom Well. And all you have to do is go online, Google Wisdom Well. You'll see my latest article, which is about bread. You'll see it baking bread. Yes, it is. And the second article is coming out, I hear, in August which is about expectations, how we don't expect much of ourselves because the world doesn't expect much of us as we get older, and why I think that's going to change. So today I have with me Risa Olinsky. She's the author of Why Walk. She's a certified fitness coach. She's a longtime stellar personal trainer, and she's also uh, the president of freewalkers.org, an international organization now that encourages people to walk in non-competitive ways eventually really mastering long-distance walking. And in her book, Why Walk?, she asked a number of people, why do they walk? And, Risa, I know you have one more that you really want to share with everyone. Yeah, thank you, Adrian. Um, in life, we all have challenges. And um, sometimes when you accomplish something, even the smallest goal, it gives you the confidence to do other things. So this is a quote from my book. I walk to boost my confidence. Setting a walking goal and reaching it empowers me to face other challenges in my life. One of the things that, you know, we, we tend to postpone to, to um, avoid things that are uncomfortable. And when you start walking and you suddenly realize that you can gradually build up your time, your distance, your, your fitness capacity, all these things... It gives you the self-actualization and the confidence to say, hey, I can do other things too, be them physical, uh, professionally, personal, whatever it may be. So being fit and doing those things really gives you that confidence. And we had a funny thing happen, Risa and I. Risa uh, went, uh, put on a wetsuit for the first time. <laughs> and she put oh, that's all great. Her. Yeah. Because when Risa does anything, it's all over Facebook. Let me think. <laughs> But guess what? A week later, I put on a wetsuit because I went surfing for the first time in my life. Uh, and so this is what can happen at age, you know, 67 and 74. You can begin to get the confidence to do things for the very first time. And that is the key, honestly, to successful aging. 
curiosity, and willingness. So let's talk about willingness. A lot of the people who are out there right now listening really are walkers. They're already walking. They walk in groups. They hike. They're in in societies for that. Not everybody is is a first starter, you know, like I was. They may want to go to the Kennedy 50. But they don't know what the Kennedy fifty is. <laughs> so Rich, tell us all about. All right. I'll keep it I'll keep it short and sweet. I'll try to. Robert F. Kennedy in nineteen sixty three walked fifty miles on the CNO Canal. Why? Because his brother, John F. Kennedy, said America should be fit. And if our Marines and our service people could do it, then we should be able to do it. So he took up the challenge and guess what? He did it. So We now reenact the Robert F. Kennedy RFK 50. We do it. We're doing it on February 4th, 2023. This will be the 10th year takeaway COVID years. Of course, we had to take a little um, hiatus from it. We will walk from Maryland to Harpers Ferry, from Potomac, Maryland to Harpers Ferry. We start at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yes, very little sleep. You go to bed at 6 p.m. And end up somewhere about 9 p.m. at night. Adrian, you've done it. Yes, it is right. definitely a challenge. It is not for everyone. However, I got a call the other day from a 62-year-old man who, by the way, I won't mention names, will be there. And he said, this was great, Adrian. He said to me, Risa, I have some questions. Now, mind you, this was a stranger. He said, am I too old? Will there be other people there my age? And we had an hour's conversation. And I assured him that not only would there be people there his age, but there will be people older than him. Because not all, but most of these walkers, as you know, are 50 plus. And they welcome the challenge. So it's a walk that you can do. If you want to participate, it would be a good idea, like Adrian, you said, to be able to do at least 30 miles. This, I'll be honest, is not for someone that's just starting and doing five or ten miles. It's long distance. However, we it is a fully supported event. So if you do need to bail, as I call it, we have cars that will pick you up and take you back to the hotel. So that's what the Kennedy's about. There is a, a cost for this because we do provide all three meals. The hotel is, is additional. You, you book that. And you can go on our website, freewalkers.org. There is a link to the Kennedy 50, which will have its own website in a few weeks. But right now, go on freewalkers.org. Or you can email me at risa at freewalkers.org. Again, risa at freewalkers.org. And I'm happy to share the information and or have a conversation as well. So I can't wait to see some of the people who do listen to the show and meet up with them. So I'm going to give you a couple more details uh, from the point of view of somebody like myself who looks at this like a small vacation, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, of course, you have to get there. And for me, I'm on the West Coast, uh, so it's even a little harder, but it's worth every moment of it. Uh, There's food. Food is everywhere. (laughs) Five miles, whatever it is, there are people there with, um, of course, it's cold. There are people there that can warm you up. There are vans there that can take you back. There are vans there that can let you cheat, which I do, uh, meaning bringing you to another station so that you could start a little higher up. Uh, what I like to do personally is start with everybody 
And often, I have to tell you the truth, for the first eight miles, I'm often walking by myself only because I'm slow. And as I'm getting older, I'm faster. How do you like that? <laughs> so I don't walk by myself anymore because I can keep up with the group. But then the sun comes up and it's magnificent. That feeling that you've made that sun come up feels like you did it because you did that walk. Then uh, I like to finish with everyone because we go back and we have a drink and we eat and we go to the hotel and we congratulate each other. And it's almost like winning a marathon. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing for you to know is that it's at your own pace. There are people who are very fast and there are people who are slower than you. No matter how slow you are, there are people slower than you. And you are being watched, believe me, for safety. And you never have to exceed your own limits. Because there was always somebody, one of them being my husband, to <laughs> take you wherever you want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is not a race. This is a pace. And it's wonderful. But I will also guarantee you, it's a guarantee, put it in writing, that if you start to walk with the people, you're going to forget how long you're walking. You're going to forget your aches and pains. You're going to get further than you thought. And you're going to think you're a miracle. <laughs> you're going to think you're and, and an athlete. You will be an athlete at any age. And I will say that uh, as we sign off now, Risa said these wonderful motivational things from her book, Why Walk, which is on Amazon. But she didn't mention yeah. why I walk. Just <laughs> why I walk. Why look do you walk? Because I, I like to look good. You I'm like to look vain. great. <laughs> yes. I'm very vain. And because I walk like that, I can eat a little more. I can have my Prosecco. I mm -hmm. can uh, wear an inside blouse with a belt. That's why I walk. The truth comes out. The truth comes out. Inspiration. I'm really looking good. I'm walking for the mirror. Yep. So if any of you like to walk for the mirror, you are my people. <laughs> and we'll get together. We'll walk for the mirror at the Kennedy 53 Walkers.org. So when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the last barrier, what I call the last barrier walking other than the mental issue and that is the, and Risa brought up the folks who tell me they had a hip replacement they have a big problem they have arthritis you can't do it and we're going to help you out with that don't you guys go anywhere full of it but that doesn't bother me not even a bit because i am happy and i freely admit i'm inappropriate for my age da 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 and hello, 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 this is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth, the Fountain of Truth about aging. And we did all of our wonderful housekeeping, we're going to do it again. We are on iHeartRadio now. For those of you who listen to iHeartRadio, please subscribe to us on it. Uh, we're always on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Archer and many more. And, of course, you can hear our archives on adrianberg.com. We are now on National Association of Basically More Women. So if you're a member of that organization, you should be anyway. Go ahead, and a lot of benefits of the National Association of Baby Boomer Women, but one of them is you can listen to our show there. And we are going to be meeting. We're meeting in February. Yes, we are. Uh, in Maryland, we're going to walk the Potomac together. It's 50 miles. Don't worry about it. I'm not doing the 50 miles, I don't think. 
freeworkers.org. And you hear uh, Risa Olinsky, who is the president of freeworkers.org, coughing in the background. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> a little tickle in my throat. <laughs> we do whatever we would need. We hear doors, <laughs> sirens, we hear all that. But um, she just told you that if you go to freeworkers.org, you'll get all the information about Kennedy 50, a wonderful vacation that you really should try to make part of your yearly health care, a vacation that's part of your health care. But there will also be a separate website very soon on the Kennedy 50, and we can meet there and have a little special party for ourselves, uh, for our, baby, mm. our uh, Generation Bold group. Now, uh, I want to go back to, to you, Risa. You have been, as you told us, personal trainer for 40 years. Um, in the early 2000s, became a, a one of the leading, yes. American, by the way, wellness coaches, but not giving all of your fantastic credentials and what you've done for people. But there must be some things that you really want to bring out that we haven't done yet. I do want to talk about the folks that have knee replacements, hip replacements, so on, and walking. Uh, because Risa has a master's in adult fitness, which is a very unique situation. And was herself a dancer. And a dancer ends up with some arthritis and some issues. Mm -hmm. So she just copes with it herself. So tell us some of the things that I haven't asked you that you really think people need to know get out well, there get started yeah thanks adrian um <clears throat> on a serious note everyone has pain we all as we age will have arthritis we might have bursitis we might have um <clears throat> joint replacements like you mentioned we know many people who have had them uh one of our walkers a retired physician has had two knees done and she's 70 and she's out there walking 20 and 30 miles now I was a professional dancer uh, back in my 20s. So, yes, I have many injuries and um, worn out joints, shall we say. Um, I'm looking at a knee replacement in the future. I'm guessing. I ask my doctor and I say, well, when will I know? And his answer is, when you can't do what you do. I went, oh, okay, <laughs> that'll be interesting. Um, but I, you know, we have these things that that as we age, or even at a younger age, particularly if you were an athlete, um, some young athletes age sooner, their joints age sooner than people that weren't athletes. So we have to deal with this. The fact is, as is the last page in my book, I say I will prefer, I, I'd rather have the pain of being an active person than the pain of not. What does that mean? It means that arthritis hurts. It means that injuries hurt. But if you do nothing, you're going to be more prone to these things. Our, there's another thing as we get older. I just came out of hiking for a few miles by myself near my home. And as I was walking through the woods, I was thinking about my balance and, and posture and all of these things that when we age, again, change. We end up with what's called kyphosis, which is a rounding of the back. If you look at someone much older, this happens. I'm not saying it's preventable. It, we can retard things like that. Um, the spine does shrink. We all shrink a little bit. The spine shrinks. But we can prevent some of it and we can retard it so it doesn't happen so fast. So... Even if you have joint injuries, if you, you want to continue strengthen, strengthening 
the muscles around it. You want to do some isolated exercises. You want to do what we call functional exercise, which is a fancy word for exercise that mimics the things we do every day. For instance, a squat to strengthen your quadriceps and your hamstrings and your gluteus, which, by the way, is your rear end. If you want to do that, it's, it's sitting in a chair. That is a squat. So how can we do these things? We can continue to do simple exercises. We can add resistance. And if we do this, we're going to maintain some of our muscle strength. Um, your muscles do atrophy as you age. There's no question about that. Yes, so do. we can prevent it. We can't completely stop it, but we can prevent some of it. Now, you know, uh, for many years I was the executive director of an institute called the Catalyst Institute for the delay and prevention of age-related diseases. And I met a lot of geroscientists. And many of them were working in the field of a very something very important called mitochondria. Mitochondria is the sheath of the protection around your cells. And when they stay good, you stay good. And one of the major ways of strengthening the mitochondria is actually walking. So even the deep science of geroscience and age decline really has to do a lot with walking. So I also made a joke uh, today with, with Risa, you all heard it if you were listening to the whole show, that my reason for walking is vanity. I got to tell you something. I did research on what makes other people think somebody else is old. Somebody they don't know. Mm. Just see them. And you know what the number one was? It wasn't wrinkles. It's mm-hmm. posture. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you were talking about, Risa. So if you have a gait of a younger person. The world is going to see you younger. And even if you have wrinkles, you know what the people said in the surveys? Oh, look at that young person with wrinkles. Mm, it's not sure. the wrinkles. It's the way you present yourself in the world. If you have an interest in getting a job, uh, an interview, a guy or a girl, mm-hmm. I have to tell you it's very ageist what I'm saying now, but I'm also, this is the fountain of truth about aging. And the fountain of truth is you generally get more in this world if you do not appear to be in decline. And by walking, you look so robust that you really negate your age, uh, even if you feel it, they don't know it. And I like that, too. I like you know, that. You um, the posture and the same way when you walk down the street, if you have a smile on your face, people light up around you. Yep. And... The energy that comes from inside, when you feel positive about yourself, when you feel good, it shows. You know, I do want to mention the positivity specifically of Risa Olinsky. Uh, Olinsky had a fall. I hope that yeah. you don't mind saying this. I don't mind at all. No, that, that was actually when the book got put together. I have to tell you that anybody else would be sitting in a chair all these years. Tell everybody what happened because I think that story. Yeah. I tripped and fell um, in San Francisco with my family um, and I wasn't walking. I was actually doing something that I should have been more careful about. I was posting, standing still in front of a museum, posting a picture on Facebook. And then a little mindlessly, which I will admit to, I stopped posting. I took a step forward and I did not see a ledge in front of me. And it was at the, if anybody knows, the beautiful Science Museum in Golden Gate Park. 
and I went down. Fortunately, the next day I was flying home because I wrecked my right shoulder. Fast forward, two surgeries, major rotator cuff tear, fixed, torn again, and I have limitations now. I do swim, I cycle, I'm going to be doing a triathlon in September, September 25th, I'm doing the Jersey Girl in New Jersey, of course, but it laid me up for a good six months, excruciating surgery and recovery with a lot of pain, but I couldn't let that stop me. And that was my 60th birthday present. I had surgery the week before my 60th birthday seven years ago, seven and a half years ago. But I have limitations. I can't bench press 60, 70 pounds the way I used to. And you did too, Adrian. 72 pounds. I was That's saying. right. <laughs> I can't quite do that. I can still do my muscle work, but I have to work around it. And that is a factor for all of our body parts as we get older. We can work around limitations. You adjust. You, it's malleable, if that's the right word, um, that I, I took out of thin air because it's the way I feel. If I go walking in the woods, like I said a few minutes ago, I use a pole. Um, trekking poles are really, really useful. I use a walking, not a, a cane, but a walking stick so that if I'm hitting the rocks, I'm a little more confident. And young people do that too. In fact, people around the world use walking poles more than we do. Um, So yeah, I had a terrible accident that laid me back. And when I had that six months of recovery, that's when my illustrator and I, Carol Chung, who's the illustrator of the book, we sat down and worked together and got it published. And made the most of the time, which a lot of people have been doing during COVID. So I want to conclude this. This show is called The Fountain of Truth About Aging. If I told you you can get out there and no problem and why aren't you doing it and everybody's doing it, it would be a lie. The fact is, it isn't easy. The hardest part is the first step. No joke about that. That is true. Once you get started, it takes over. You don't have a problem. But all of us out there, all the hundreds of people that are going to be on that Kennedy Walk can tell you a story about their ache, their pain, their arthritis, their hip replacement, what happened to them. I can too. You can too. Get over it. Get over mm-hmm. it. I thank you so much, Risa, and I'll say to everybody even more than ever, get out there, kids, and make it happen. I'm inappropriate.